All right, let's do it. Three, two, one. Yeah, I was actually good. Uh, first, yeah, first try. Yeah. Hello, and welcome to the Shadow Realm, <laughs> the Artism <laughs> Podcast. This week, featuring esteemed guest Little Karibo. Say hi. I'm so esteemed right now. I'm very biggest, esteemed. Big esteemption. I'm, I'm an esteemed ham. <laughs> we also have um, our, our editor Max and Hello. other person, uh, Lonely Shepherd. It's me. Say hi. It's me again. Yeah, so um, if you don't know Little Karibo, he's uh, he's the guy that made the uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Abridged series, quite a popular series on the, the interwebs, yeah? It's, it's uh, it taken on a life of its own, that's what I like to say. Uh, it's, it's always weird to talk about your own product having a, a following, at least for me, I don't know about other people, but like, I, it all started in 2006, and it was just me sort of goofing around in my bedroom... <laughs> just sort of watching Yu-Gi-Oh and uh, trying to crack wise about it and writing down basically basically I just watched like uh, the first episode and mm. uh, and I wrote down a bunch of jokes uh, related to the first episode and I sort of reshaped them into the form of a, a linear script and I didn't know if I was going to make a second one and uh, I threw it out on the internet and I think maybe 20 or 30 people liked it and uh, I just, I, I got encouragement from those people, and I always I always want to give credit where credit's due. I, I wouldn't have continued without the support of the other Yu-Gi-Oh fans out there that did find it and, and like, talk about it and were very enthusiastic. And so the Yu-Gi-Oh fandom really, really encouraged me to keep going with it. And by episode five or six, it sort of snowballed and gotten out of control, and, the you know, the, the machine was running at that point. I couldn't really mm -hmm. stop it if I wanted to. Uh, and yeah, I, I feel like the, the, the moment I realized that it, so, it sort of, uh, evolved into something more than what I was expecting it to was when I saw on the Penny Arcade website, they had a, on their forum, a, oh, Penny uh, Arcade a, old. yeah, it was like old internet. Uh, it was a like 50 page thread about Yu-Gi-Oh! Abridged I, I, and I saw it and like the first post was like, have you guys seen this video? It's either the, the best thing in the world or the dumbest thing in the world. And I was so happy <laughs> that they were talking about me being potentially the dumbest thing in the world. I thought that was great. That's how I feel about every time someone comments on this podcast. <laughs> hey, uh, I'll take it, you know? Yeah. Did you... Was that... Was that like a, a, an abridged reference in fucking Yakuza I saw? I yeah. saw someone... Can you fucking believe that? It's That's nuts. crazy. I, I, I've heard, I haven't heard exactly how it got in there, but from, from what I've gathered, and if, if any of your listeners don't know what the Yakuza games are, it's a punchy. series, yeah, punchy RPGs, basically. Very serious, angry men doing dancing and punches. Yeah, karaoke and all that. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's a lot of fun, it's very surreal, very eccentric, but very, very strong storytelling and very great, really cool characters. And uh, it's one of my favorite video game franchises, and I, I, I picked it up when it first came out because it was uh, compared to the Shenmue games, which mm -hmm. have their own uh, following. And uh, it was sort of a spiritual successor to those, and I was a big fan of those and the, the Sega Dreamcast back in the day. So I was like, oh man, Yakuza? I've got to get that. And so I picked up the first game, and I've been collecting them since then, whenever they've come out in the West. And one of the more recent titles, uh, Yakuza 0, uh, which is sort of a prequel to the first game, they threw in a, a direct quote 
uh, to to Yu-Gi-Oh! Bridge, the first episode, they put "Screw the rules, I have money" in <laughs> in in some of the dialogue, and and they acknowledged that uh, you know outside of the game, the the developers, or at least the uh, not the developers, the uh, the localization team acknowledged that it was a direct reference to uh, to Yu-Gi-Oh! Bridge, which is That's is mind blowing. It's it's yeah, it's a huge honor. I I can't get over it. I really can't. I I didn't believe it for a for a good like. 24 hours until I, I watched a YouTube video of it actually happening and then I was like, oh my god, how? <laughs> that... I, I remember watching uh, the Abridged series when I was in like middle school. Oh, wow. And I used to make those references all the time and none of my friends like watched it and they're like, what, what the fuck? And I'm just like, <laughs> it's, it's no, I get jokes! That. I get that. <laughs> it was great. Does that, does that like, does that like um kind of you know, how does that feel like knowing that Honestly, the abridged series is on par with, if not like more famous than the actual anime. Oh, I don't know if I'd ever say it was was more famous or even on par. I mean, it's well, it's I mean, definitely like, did you it's see definitely the in the same stream? ballpark. So, sorry, gone. Did you see the the, the Twitch stream uh, when they when they were streaming the whole Yu Gi Oh series on Twitch? Yeah, I did. I I, I didn't see the whole thing, but I, I well, yeah, definitely yeah. I definitely tuned in and I saw people quoting. The abridged series, and that was that was a, a really cool thing to see because it it means that people are still enthusiastic about it and they still remember the show because it has been going for over ten years now. And I never assume that people will remember some of those old silly videos, but it it was really it was heartwarming and it was fun to see people you know as a community coming together about that in Yu-Gi-Oh in general. But mm. uh, I don't know. I f- I feel like it's because uh, a Twitch audience is a very specific kind That's of true. audience. Yeah. I feel like if that was like. A bunch of kids, because a lot of kids must watch Yu-Gi-Oh as well, because it is That's aimed true. at them. I feel like they probably don't know anything about that, but they they know Yu-Gi-Oh. So, in my opinion, it's nice to even be associated with it, you know, even like in a peripheral sense. But uh, I would never put myself on the same like level as as the okay. the show. Yeah, yeah. The 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 thing is though is sometimes like when I'm when I, when I'm watching. Like if I'll if I ever like revisit it like or rewatch it sometimes sometimes I'll think of like oh the, this is where that quote comes is is here and it's actually like it's not I'm thinking of the abridged quote and not the actual show. <laughs> I, I catch myself doing that sometimes. Yeah, Kaiba especially like he, you when you write him you write him perfectly because he's almost like a a parody character on the show. <laughs> Yeah, he really is. I love He's very him. over the top. <laughs> my favorite, one of my favorite lines is the whole like, uh, anyone who's late gets kicked out of the show and, or the kicked out of the game. And he's just like, Mokubo, delay, delay Wheeler. <laughs> Make sure Joey's late. <laughs> Make sure Wheeler's late. <laughs> that shit's yeah, he's he's a, he's a very fun character and, and they definitely went overboard with him on the the dub script. And I, I feel like it's a, it's a testament to the humor of the four kids writers because a lot of people don't give them enough credit. I think they were very funny. Oh, yeah. The problem is that there are times when they were funny and maybe they should have pulled back a little bit because I feel like they changed the tone of a lot of the shows they worked on and some people obviously weren't cool with that and I get it, but they were very funny. Oh, yeah. I did, uh, there's that There's that whole thing where there's that guy who's like, you ruined my whole life, yada, yada. He goes on a big speech and everything and uh, he kind of just like, shut up, I hear that line every day. <laughs> it's so off. Who's yeah. your favorite? Who's your favorite character to write for for the Abridged series? That is a really good question. Uh, I think like Kaiba's definitely up there, mm-hmm. uh, but I think Marek is always going to be one of my favorites, <gasps> and he's oh. a he's a big fan favorite as well. 
And I think that... Merrick was like, oh, my bad, the favorite, sorry. I just... Oh, it's okay. He's uh, like, yeah, he's, okay. He's... I... <laughs> you wanted it to... <laughs> I was just about to fangirl a bit because I remember learning, watching the uh, Yu-Gi-Oh series and thinking Merrick was really cool and then watching the Bridge series along with it and just becoming like obsessed with Merrick and Bakura. <laughs> <laughs> like, the, like the hyper fangirling, just like, oh my gosh, they're so cool. And I just talk about Merrick and Bakura and my sister's just like, the fuck? Who are these characters? Who are these people? Are they like actors? I'm like, no, they're a cartoon character. And I was like, I'm not going to associate with you anymore. Look at my shiny <laughs> rod. <laughs> the, fan- the fantastic way about about how you um how distinctly you voiced um Malik as well was what I reinstalled Jewel. Well, reinstalled. I st- I've started playing Jewel Links very recently. Nice. I remember hearing um Malik's voice for the first time and immediately going, "What the fuck? He doesn't sound like that." He's <laughs> off. Uh, just because I hadn't seen the show in years. Marikishta. It's real weird. Like, I, I kind of have that feeling sometimes when I go back and rewatch it. Because, I don't know, like, it, it's hard to watch Yu-Gi-Oh! as just a fan mm. anymore. It sounds weird mm. when I say that. But it, it, it's hard when you've watched it and rewatched it over and over again, trying to write these parody scripts, that when you go back and rewatch a lot of that old stuff that I've already parodied, I f- it's like re- looking at old homework, you know? It's like mm-hmm. looking at old schoolwork that you, you didn't ever want to look at again. Not that I don't ever want to look at Yu-Gi-Oh! again, but it reminds me of all the, the, the difficulty I had sort of getting jokes out of it and uh, editing it after the fact. And so it's it's hard to watch it casually, but when I do, sometimes I am taken aback by some of the character voices because I'm like, I don't remember him sounding like that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Ma- Marek is definitely one of the funnest to to write and record for just because it, he can say anything and people enjoy it. I think oh, that, yeah. that Tristan is like <laughs> that to an extent as well. People just like hearing those guys speak. It gets a reaction mm. out of people. And I, th- I, I really enjoy having the, the ability to do that. Like, I, I feel like even back in school, I was doing silly voices just to get a, a reaction out of people because they, it, if they, if people have an expectation of what you're going to sound like and you, your mouth opens and something completely different comes out, People enjoy that. It's entertaining. And, and I, I've really sort of tried to pursue that that feeling of, of surprising people and hopefully entertaining them with, with the sound of my silly voice. Uh, I have a question actually related to your editing. Yes. Um, when you do the lip sync, how do you do that? Do you, do you, you use Premiere, right? Mm-hmm. Do you take, like, just the frames of the mouth, like, in that scene and just match them accordingly? Or do you reverse and fast forward and... Kind of shit. Oh yeah, it, it's literally for me anyway. I don't know how other people do it. I'm I'm pretty sure it's pretty standard. But I take and with anime, it's usually about three frames of yeah. uh, closed mouth, open mouth, and then halfway open mouth. Uh, I take those frames, and once you get used to looking at the waveform of audio, yeah. uh, especially your own voice, which is weird, you get used to seeing how certain words look as a waveform and how sentences are formed as a waveform and you can kind of see where certain mouth shapes should be after you've gotten used to it so like when the waveform is at its peak you know the mouth should be open and stuff like that uh, and it's just sort of a case of uh, going over and over and re-watching the same clip a few times and just uh, frame by frame sticking those uh, those mouth flaps down exactly where they should be i, I kind of like treating it like a a very slow boring puzzle uh, sort of like a jigsaw puzzle, 
that just happens to feature anime mouths and my own voice. (laughs) Yeah. How has the process for that changed over time? So, like, how did you do it way back in um, the early days of 2006, back when video editing software wasn't really readily available? Yeah. Beyond, um, what do you call it? Everyone used Movie Maker. Maker. Windows Movie Maker, yeah. I I, I didn't have the first idea what I was doing, and you can definitely tell. Uh, So, back in the day, I, I almost didn't try to edit the the mouth flaps or try and make it sync up and uh, I think it's uh, unfortunately caused it to be kind of a hard thing to sit through in retrospect Uh, but like I I sort of slowly learned I I taught myself as I went how to do certain things I sort of uh, I did everything wrong first so that I could only get better as I progressed Uh, so I think in the first few episodes I just sort of took a clip and then just sort of looped it and if the mouth sort of matched I was happy uh, whereas if you get closer to like the t- episode 20 or so I, w- I wasn't like I wasn't doing lip flaps but I was trying a little bit harder to make sure everything matched up so I would take a clip of somebody's mouth moving in sequence and then I'd be like well I'll put that here because it looks like the sentence that I said but it might not match exactly, but that's the best I, I can do. Because mm. I still didn't quite understand how to to cut around people's mouths and use Photoshop. I, I didn't have access to a lot of software, so unfortunately, I was uh, I was uh, working with the limitations set by the 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 software that I had available to me, which uh, I don't think by episode twenty two, I think I was using something called ULead Video Software. I, I it's it's been a long time since I used it. Uh, and then I progressed to Sony Vegas, and then oh, I eventually the settled Vegas. on. Oh, it was not fun. I I, I wish Many I had Many crashes, never... yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a lot I, of I, lost I work. I understand that pain. Vegas screwed me a number of times, too. <laughs> I remember, yeah. though. Yeah. Go, you go ahead. Sorry, go on. Uh, back then, it was basically a race to see who could be the first one to be okay at editing. Like, if you had access to anything <laughs> beyond Movie Maker, you were in the top 10 most subscribed channels on YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> it was so weird. Like, YouTube, I always sort of compared it back then to the Wild West, because oh. there was an idea of what everyone was trying to do, but everyone had a completely different way of doing it, and there was no, like, nothing was set in stone. There was no strict formula for how to do YouTube. So everyone was doing such wildly different things that looked so different and yeah. everything was kind of ugly, but it, it, I don't know. It, it, it was a really fun time. It was a really exciting time. Everyone yeah. was, was pushing the envelope and trying to figure out exactly what the best way to, uh, to, to, to put yourself out there was. And that, that's, that's the thing. I have a question. Um, I just ran a thing. What did you think of all the other, like, abridged series that started popping up out of nowhere? Like, after you did Yu-Gi-Oh! the abridged series, like, I noticed there was, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! GX the abridged series and Yu-Gi-Oh! 5D abridged and, like, all those ones. I mean, I and... I didn't watch a lot of them. It's not that I didn't want to. It's just I didn't really have time. And I'll be 100% honest, a lot of anime shows I just haven't watched, so I didn't really know if I would get the humor. Uh, but I, I, as a general sentiment, I was very flattered because... Obvious, well, not even just flattered. I was very, uh, I was very happy to see people taking the idea and running with it because ultimately, uh, if people liked what I did enough to try and do something similar with a different product, then that meant I was onto something, and it also meant that there was a lot of potential there for people to explore and uh, use it to their own, you know, uh, 
devices. And I I, uh, I was very happy to be part of a community of people that were, were doing similar things. I, I can't say that I was, like, a fan of any specific one, just because, like I said, I didn't really watch a lot of them. Uh, but obviously when Team Four Stars first started in 2008, it was hard not to notice... Uh, and and pay attention because they had stepped up the game. They had really, they'd really, uh, they'd evolved the formula to to the extent that they had. Even even in their earliest episodes, because I'll be honest, Team Four Star, their earliest stuff completely outshines a lot of even my later stuff. So it was really interesting and a, a very exciting time to see a lot of bridges come together to work on something that had very high production value and very high quality writing. Uh, and it, it lit a fire under me. It made me want to be better. So that was that was really the first time I started to sit up and take notice and really sort of try and pay attention and compare myself. Because until then, I didn't really know what anybody else was doing because I wasn't really... I, I was trying to focus more on what I was doing with Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, but then when Team Four Star came onto the scene, I was like, oh, crap. They figured it out. They know what they're doing. I have to. I have to better myself to even be in the same ballpark as those guys. So, it was a uh, overall. I was a very positive thing that people were 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 coming together and and doing their own abridged series. The one thing that I, I that would frustrate me about it though was anytime somebody would do a Yu-Gi-Oh GX abridged for their first episode, they'd always come to me and say, "Can you play uh, Yugi in the first episode?" <laughs> And I was like, you guys know I'm not mm-hmm. the official Yugi voice actor, right? You can do it you yourself. You are Dan Green. <laughs> yeah, but, like, Dan but you're Green. so, like, iconic. <laughs> so, um, so I think it was in ep- episode 24. I remember this because I rewatched it all, all recently. Um, at the end of it, um, Shizu says, um, oh, we're not like that other Yu-Gi-Oh! Bridge series. You know the one. What, <laughs> what bridge series were you specifically talking about? Because I think for me that joke may have been lost to time oh it's totally lost to time and and i'll be honest that it, it is intentionally vague it is not actually <laughs> referencing a specific abridged series it was just me being like ishizu knows and if people are watching this and they've made an abridged series they'll be suspicious about whether it's theirs so it's <laughs> it's kind of a meta thing that that it's almost like ishizu's looking out of the youtube video right at the person watching and saying you know which one i'm talking about you know but you even know. i don't know <laughs> Um, oh, that's perfect. But like the the thing is, is going back to that old YouTube thing. A lot of people yeah. today will be like, "Oh, if you liked old YouTube, you think it was better," and you're just like nostalgia blinded. But like, because and then they point to a bunch of shit. Like, yeah, old YouTube was shit, but the the way in which it was shit is like I think better than the way it's shit now. If that uh, makes any sense. I don't disagree more, like, with you, that. There was a lot more mixed up back then. Yeah. Well, yeah, but back then, um, I think everyone had Viacom breathing down their necks. So People still do. <laughs> Viacom. Well, yeah, is but still nowadays fucking... it's not just Viacom. It's oh, like that makes it Viacom and three other people. Viacom. And I will 20. say, <laughs> yeah. I will say that it is a lot easier as a content creator to remain on the platform because back then, if you stepped out of line in yeah. any way, your channel got deleted, and that happened to me. My original yeah. channel got completely taken down, and I yeah. almost wish yeah. that it never had. I mean, I do wish that it never had because. It would have, uh, I don't know, it pro- It might have, I, I probably would have had a much more consistent uh, following, which ultimately isn't the end of the world if I lose some of that, but it would have been nice to not lose my whole channel, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I don't mean yeah, like I'm the sure, old... I'm sure Daily Motion appreciated all the free traffic. Yeah. Though, so. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't mean all the old, like, uh, like, the old YouTube systems. I mean, like, the old YouTube community and platform itself. Uh, I see, I like, see. Like, everyone that used to be on there, like, like... 
Like Freddie W, does he? What does he do anymore? Like, I remember he was huge back then. Freddie W? Yeah, Freddie W. Hey guys, it's Fred. Oh, Fred! Not Fred! <laughs> no? No, Freddie W, the guy that did all the fucking, the, the gun shorts. You know, where he'd have a gun and like something to do with a gun and there'd be a particle I never effects. watched yeah, those. Yeah, the, the 3D effects guy. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't heard he about him. He was the first those. person to on YouTube to advance past Windows Movie Maker. <laughs> <laughs> He made the first brave steps. <laughs> he, was, he, was a, he was a bold pilgrim setting out. But yeah. I didn't know much about YouTube because I didn't have internet back then. All I could do was go to the library and watch internet, watch, go, walk, go on YouTube. Uh, so all I got to do was I had a list of videos to watch on YouTube before I had to go home. That's like me with the train now because I, I have to conserve my, my little internet usage. So I download a bunch of videos with YouTube Red and then play them on the train. So yeah, mm. YouTube Red, that's another thing that is actually kind of beneficial compared to what we oh, had yeah. back then. Yeah. I, yeah, I wish that had been advertised better because I remember when yeah. it first came out, everyone thought it was awful and like the death of the platform because it kind of seems like it from the advertisement, really. Like the advertisement was really bad, but they didn't, if they'd explained like it does all of these things on mobile and, you know, it benefits the content creators more when you have YouTube Red... I think people wouldn't have gone up in arms about it. Hmm. I, 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 I do agree. I love YouTube, Red. I, I have it. It's, it's a, honestly, it's a great service. Plus, they didn't tell anyone that it came with Google Music either, which is basically like, it's budget Spotify, but if you get that and like ad-free YouTube, yeah. it's pretty fucking good. Silly, pretty, yeah, silly. It's kind of a lifesaver for long trips. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. Especially the download feature. I love the download feature for YouTube on the mobile. Yeah. It's just so convenient. I just binge watch a whole show or whatever. God. But, um, okay. So did you ever, like, were you, like, big on the actual game or, like, the card game or just the anime? Uh, certainly early on, I had absolutely no idea what the card game was or how it worked. Uh, I, I like Yu-Gi-Oh! I mean, I like all aspects of Yu-Gi-Oh! now, but back then... I was mostly into, like, the story and the characters, which a lot of people sort of sell short. And I feel like I sold Yu-Gi-Oh! in general short before I'd seen it, because I just assumed it was just a ripoff of Pokemon, and that it was just about selling cards. And it is, to an extent, just about uh, advertising the cards. But there is a, a cool story there. There is a cool mystery, and it has a beginning and a middle and an end. And the characters do go on a journey, and I... I even if it's a small part of the show, I, I liked it, and I, 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 I found it very appealing, and uh, there was just something very unique about it, and it hit me just at the right time in my life. But I, I'll be honest, I was too lonely to really play the game with anybody. I didn't really have any, any friends. Yeah, I know. Uh, so I just uh, I didn't have any reason to go out and buy cards and, and try it out. I remember having the DS game Nightmare Troubadour, uh, when when I first got my my Nintendo DS, did you and I liked that game. Did you ever play Duelist of the Roses? I've I have a copy. I've never actually sat down and played it though. <sighs> that I know that it's... game is it, it's like so weird because it has almost nothing to do with YouTube, uh, YouTube yeah. Yu Gi Oh outside of like the characters and the cards. 
It's, but this, uh, it's the War of the Roses. Yugi is yeah. Welsh in that. Yeah, Yugi is Welsh in that game. That makes <laughs> never ceases. Okay, to like as an as a as a big old dumb American, I was actually in a chat with someone the other day, and I'd never heard of the War of the Roses. So when they brought that up, I actually asked, "Wait, do you mean the Yu-Gi-Oh game?" <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. I, 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 went, I went through like a whole Wikipedia binge learning about the War of the Roses. <laughs> also, the soundtrack in Duel of the Rose, Duelist of the Roses is probably, it's fucking amazing. You are aware that they didn't like summon like an ancient Egyptian dueling spirit to um fight the War of the Roses. Okay. How they what? resolved that conflict. That would have right? been so much you cooler. Okay. <laughs> Look, that's that that may not have been mentioned on the Wikipedia doesn't mean it's not true. <laughs> yeah, you you don't, if you don't have proof, then exactly. don't go, don't go saying that. Exactly. Yeah, I suppose it's true. Exactly. Stonehenge is there for a reason, I guess. What the hell? Summon, <laughs> summon obelisk the tormentor, obviously. I've I've asked this question <laughs> to everybody who knows what a Yu-Gi-Oh is. Why? The, how the fuck did they divide up Exodia into five pieces? If he's like the ultimate life form or whatever, how did well, they? Well, I that? mean, uh, in Marvel Comics just recently, they had to deal with the Incredible Hulk. Uh, all the event. <laughs> this is a very nerdy answer to your question. <laughs> no, they had to deal with the Hulk, and in order to fight him, they got all the Avengers together, and then they took him out with like a giant, like Akira-style satellite, and they basically melted him down into a husk. But then, because he's the Incredible Hulk, he still survived. So they had to cut him up into tiny pieces and separate him. <laughs> they actually exodiated him. <laughs> yeah, they exodiated the Incredible Hulk. So I feel like that is as close as they can come to defeating the undefeatable. <laughs> Exodia, it's not possible. <laughs> I, uh, that, I, I, okay. I, I, I'm okay with that. So, like, they temporarily weakened him enough to split him up. Yeah. Okay. But... <laughs> Did, uh, Martin, do you ever play? Did you play Soul Calibur Six at all? I haven't played it yet. No, why? Because I, I I did oh, this God, the other me. day. Let me see. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant! <laughs> <laughs> it looks just like Exodia. That's actually fantastic. Oh yeah. Uh, I also I've also done Hugh Neutron. No one's done. Hu- oh, no one's done. Fucking Jimmy Neutron <laughs> Bridge. The market is open. Oh my. The marking is there. <laughs> I'm. You have stunned me with then that. Then you do it. I assumed in the last twelve years there would be at least one. I mean, Jimmy maybe there is like one with like five views, and it's the guy and his like mom walks in halfway through his recording. His sister comes in. Mom, I'm sister doing my in. web show. <laughs> I'm gonna be big. I'm trying to record. You'll see. <laughs> the new team four star right there. Exactly. <laughs> Fucking, oh, Max! You said you had yes. you, you um you had a few questions as well, didn't you? I have many. Okay, go ahead. Um, all right, we'll we'll knock this one out. So I was gonna I was going to ask about your about season zero abridged, but yes. I suppose I should should just expand it to once um you finished with uh, the dual monsters arc or what and whatnot. Are you interested in visiting like anywhere else in the? Yu-Gi-Oh! Universe? Certainly, I mean, I would never rule out doing more Yu-Gi-Oh! stuff. And I'm definitely going to review more spin-offs when I get done with GX. But as far as, like, returning to Season Zero, once I'm done with Yu-Gi-Oh! Abridged, the the, the main Duel Monsters series, uh, which I'm I'm on the final season of almost, uh, I will definitely want to revisit Season Zero Abridged and the 
Capsule Monsters series that I started, and also the Naruto spoof thing that I did. I want to do more of that. Yeah. Because uh, I know that's kind of a daft, a a sort of a stupid little side uh, project that I have, but it's my stupid little side project, and I'm very proud of it. So I I definitely want to come back to it. Fantastic. You and season zero is a fucking psychopath. I love it. <laughs> oh, I love it so much. Have you? He's and, so and, fucking and, and crazy. And especially Martin's take on it is so fucking good. Yeah, it is. I appreciate that. <laughs> have you seen? Uh, I have actually you seen... watched like oh. that season. Have you seen? I'm sorry. No, I was, I was just like, going to talk about how I was. I was just, sorry, very quickly to wrap up. I've been quoting for like the last two weeks. I've been quoting to myself. I got the Queen of Hearts. What what, what does that mean? You lose. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> oh, it's so fucking good. Have you? Uh, uh, yeah. Have you seen Dark Side of Dimensions, the new uh, movie? Yeah, I love it. I love that, that movie. It's the best Yu-Gi-Oh movie. Oh, absolutely. It's it's actually like really well written. Not not just for like, you know, like a kid's anime thing. It's actually pretty good. Like as totally. Its thing. Yeah, um, yeah. It it deals with a lot of mature subjects like loss and moving on and acceptance and grief. Oh, and... yeah. And the duels actually like have some kind of like symbolism to it. Like fucking Yugi throws away monster reborn to kaiba at one point but kaiba just won't kaiba uses it when fucking yugi uses a card that banishes all the cards in the graveyard and it's like him it's him letting go of the pharaoh that's exactly not, that's fucking cool imagine yeah. if all if imagine if all the duels in the show had that kind of symbolism to them yeah, they uh, have actually, symbolism, this... but it's uh, it's Not usually very uh, shallow symbolism. Like it's usually like I, it. I like the ocean, like... so yeah, yeah. And they really explain um, it. Pe- Pegasus, you have the happy lover in your deck because you used to be a happy lover, <laughs> but now you have despair of darkness because you, she went away, and now uh, you're in despair. Why do you just? I was... Why do you always have Toontown? Like, why do you always use like Toontown? I was Book of I was rewatching that final duel between Yugi and the Pharaoh, and it's like so annoying when Taya butts in, and she's just like she's explaining the the fucking like symbolism and metaphors happening. It's like, oh, I get it. Both of them took a part of each other, and now they're complete. And they do that like ten times in the duel. <laughs> like, shut up, Taya. It's not the most <laughs> subtle. It's <laughs> like yes, yeah. anyone can figure this out. It's really obvious. But yeah, that's that. Like the dark side of dimensions is really f- good, and Kaiba is like maximum cheese in that show as well. <laughs> he says he's gonna fire. He, if he could, he would fire God. <laughs> I think that's such a brilliant Kaiba moment because he right before he says he would fire God, he he says that he considers this reality to to be very flawed. And I think that that's something that we can all agree on and that nobody can dispute Kaiba for saying that. Mm-hmm. He, he says that whoever designed this reality made a mistake. <laughs> I, yo, Ky- Kaiba for fucking president. Let's go 2020. Hell yeah. With Mokuba as the VP. <laughs> Absolutely. It's not Mokuba. Big brother, we gotta do this. Shut up, Mokuba. It's, not, it's no longer Moku Soft. It's Moku America. <laughs> a Mokuba. <laughs> Big brother, big brother, Amax on the phone. Tell him to shut up. <laughs> you shut up too. <laughs> Fucking Kaiba. Yeah. Kaiba. Also, he has good. Um, he has good. Uh, as a, like a company leader, he's actually not the worst. Cause like I remember in that movie, something that stood out to me. I don't know why. It's stupid. But he crushes a bottle and he just says, "Fire whoever made that bottle. We have a uh, quality standards to live up to." And I'm like, you know what? That's actually pretty admirable. Good on you, Kaiba. I actually designed that bottle. I'm sorry, bro. 
Look <laughs> <laughs> boy. You're fired. I'm sorry. How many times has Mokubo been fired from Kaiba Corp? Every day. About as many times as he's been kidnapped. <laughs> Every day. Oh my god. He just keeps getting fired, but he, he has an endless list of resumes because he keeps getting work at Kaiba Corp, so his resume just keeps expanding. He's got a kidnapping clause in his contract so that every time he gets kidnapped, he has to have another job interview. <laughs> Damn it, Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> he worked out that contract. Fired. He figured it all out. What was, what was the uh, what was like the actual version of the one place that fucking Kaiba bought out and then sold back to them so that he wouldn't fire I, all of them? I don't remember, I'll be was honest. It, I think he just said company. I, I, I think you called it an orphanage in the Abridged series. I, th I thought it was Disney, wasn't it? Yeah, it was DreamWorks, wasn't it? Oh, DreamWorks. Oh, DreamWorks. That's right. That is right. Someone yeah. who cares about their employees. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, Taka, my friend Taka actually suggested that. He uh, he came up with that gag. Because I was like, I don't know what Kaiba should do in this scene. And he was like, he should totally threaten DreamWorks. And I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll leave all your employees jobless. Fucking. Yeah. What an asshole move from a 12-year-old or whatever it was. He, he was like what fourteen? He doesn't no. look. He's oh. like sixteen in the actual show, isn't he? He's sixteen. I thought they were like oh, yeah, eighteen. He's in school. Yeah. I thought they were like eighteen, like seniors in high school. Kyle well, looks blew like my he's mind. Twenty-five. What blew my mind is learning that Pegasus is actually in his twenties. What? No. Fuck what? off. No. 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 <laughs> yep. No. Let he me, has to be at least fifty. Let me look at him. He, he's an Pegasus old man. He's like. Eh. Yep. I just picture him as like a fifty-year-old man, not twenty-something. <laughs> oh, hang on. This wiki article says he's either 24 or 44, so he could be anywhere in between. <laughs> you won't tell his age. 50 and 24. Hmm. Oh, yeah, in the man. manga, he's listed as 24 years old. What? That... What? Well, that was before they added the... Mm. So, Way know. before Kaiba. that, yeah. They, they, they didn't know. They, the, every boy. time he does that, it ages him up a year. It was pre-Spice Girls. <laughs> Free Spice Girls. <laughs> <laughs> he watched Price. He, he was listening to them. He's like, oh no. The Spice Girls split up oh, and he no. aged 20 years that day. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> there's, the, there's that. I'm um, in the show. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. In the show, um, more recently, did you just get tired of making Darts' hair constantly change color? <laughs> And is that why you were putting the gag of him, he stopped using his hair dye? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it was one of those things that was literally causing the episodes to take almost twice as long to make. <laughs> oh, jeez. So I, it was one of those things that I was like, you know what? I, I acknowledged it. It was in there. But I can't keep doing this because otherwise this, this season will take another two years to make. So I, I had to remove that. And so I threw in a, a joke acknowledging it. Uh, but... I mean, I feel like it's not one of those things that kills the character, so I think it was yeah. a it was an okay sacrifice. Absolutely. I do feel bad that I had to do it. I like his funny voice. I mean, is is it the that, that's that, the, the thing I'll, is? I'll I think that the joke that he just stopped doing it is actually worth like the non-colory hair. It's just funny. Yeah, he's yeah. just he's like I got sick of it. Like, cause you think about Yu-Gi-Oh. And they must all go through some crazy fucking gymnastics in the morning to do their yeah. hair up. Yeah. Yu-Gi especially. What the hell? Yugi just lays up, just lays on the, puts his hair up on the bed and then sprays it with hairspray. Imagine being the guy who has to write the article for Yugi and you ha you come to the part where it says hair color. What do you write? What Maybe. is it? black, color? purple? Yellow, black, purple. Hair color, yes. Yes. <laughs> hair color, anime. 
But is it is it even hair color? Is it even hair dye or anything? Because the pharaoh has it, and I well, don't think they had that no, back then. No, it's, it's very clearly hereditary, like mm. whatever the fuck it is. Oh yeah, I know, I remember there was something about like Yugi's grandpa had the same hair when he was younger. Yeah. That's right, that's right. I always I love like in, uh, in any time they're out in public, everyone around them has normal hair, but Yugi <laughs> stands out like a sore thumb with his weird spiky lightning hair. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of weird, it, and especially that all the protagonists have very unique hair. I feel like the the one, well, I guess the 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 few times that it's been more acceptable has been in like five Ds, where everyone kind of is. It's the future and over the top. Yeah, and their it's, hair and is Zach, fucking crazy. Zexel also has some pretty crazy hairstyles. I feel like Zexel, I think, had the biggest hair budget. The biggest. Oh hair my god! Budget. I I remember watching you go Zexel and just being like, "What is this? What is their hair? What happened?" I I every time I saw the Yu-Gi-Oh, what the what what the, the hell is the one after Zexel? Is it? It's... Arc five. Arc five. Arc five. I, I, thought, Arc I never watched that one. I thought that I honestly thought the main character was a woman. For the longest <laughs> time. I mean, anime gives people very feminine traits, so it's it it's not it's not unsurprising, but uh yeah, he's he's definitely a guy. I c yeah. Oh. Was it Arc oh. Feel Zexel that added pendulum summoning? I can't remember. Jayden, Arc five. Jaden is actually probably the one with the most reasonable hair out of all the protagonists, and isn't that just sad? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I... <laughs> Silas... Okay, I... Silas kind of reminds me of just Yugi 2.0, but lamer. Aww. Like, well, he is! His hair is just, like, the same kind of, and then, like, he has the same, like, eye shape, and he kind of has, like, the same mentality, except he has less of a... He has the more, I'm so weak, you just need a pharaoh, and you got, boom, got yeah. Yugi. Yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh! GX definitely sort of switched the uh, the character archetypes around. It's almost like, what if Joey was the main character and Yugi was his meek-mannered sidekick? <laughs> yeah, what if Joey was in charge? Oh. Yeah. Well, I mean, Asta didn't have nuts hair, did he? It's true, it's true. He just had sort of silver hair. Yeah, exactly. Just kind of long hair. Similar Isn't to Kaiba. Um, like, Kaiba, uh, Kaiba uh, had human say, hair, kind of yeah. Like diet, um, Kaiba was the only that. human one. He was like... What are y'all doing? He's too rich to deal with his fucking. Oh shit! He's too rich to spend it on hair. He's 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 super rich, but he will not spend the money on hair color. No, because he's not an idiot. That's why everyone else has no money. That's why he's the richest man in the world because he's the only one who figured out. Wait a minute. What if I stop buying hair? Wait a minute. product. Oh, did your did your BBT movie get like relisted or something? Because I remember for the longest time copyright issues. Oh yeah, yeah. It came back uh, recently. Uh, a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh! Bridge videos sort of got unflagged in one fell swoop recently. I'm not sure exactly what happened, but it's I'm very you're grateful promoting, for it. It's because you're promoting GX and telling everyone to make sure to <laughs> legally acquire it, and Konami's like, yeah. thank you. I mean, yeah, I, they're I, all like, yeah, okay. I, I hope that, that I'm ingratiating myself a little bit with that, but at the same time, I don't expect anything like that. Does Konami ever, like, reach out to you for anything like that? Or? No, no, Konami's never reached out to me uh, in any way. The only time I've ever had anybody officially reach out to me, I mean, I guess it's changed recently, but the only time anyone in, in any official capacity has reached out to me was when four kids were still working on, uh, well, when they were still four kids, because mm. they've become 4K media. Uh, they, when one of my channels kept going down, I think it was the Card Games FTW one, uh, they would get lots of complaints 
from fans saying, please stop taking Little Karibo's channel down. Even though it wasn't for kids, it was uh, YouTube's system and yeah. uh, TV Nihon uh, would uh, have uh, their bots sort of flag footage that resembled stuff from their uh, the system, I guess. But uh, they they emailed me back saying, please make sure that everybody knows we're not the ones doing this uh, and so that they know not to complain to us because I guess they were receiving a lot of complaints. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's really the closest I've come to any kind of official correspondence from the people who make the show. No, you, 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 you never met uh, Dan Green at a at a conference or anything. Or? I've definitely been to cons where the other voice actors have been, and my in- interactions with them have been minimal at most. Uh, mostly because I'm like, I, I, I'm not the show. You know, I don't expect yeah. them to want to have have time for me or to even want to inter- engage with me. I'm sure they probably have enough to do at the show, and I'm just one extra person. Uh. I have talked to a few of the the, the VAs uh, from the show, and uh, they've all all the ones that I've had interactions with directly have been very pleasant and uh, very personable and very nice. Uh, but I've, it's it's been very very few and far between. Uh, although more recently, in the last few days, the uh, the original voice actress for Mokuba oh. uh, reached out to me over Twitter, saying Do you, uh, basically. When are we going to meet at a con so I can tell you to <laughs> shut up? Uh, <laughs> and then she challenged me to a duel, so I'm, oh I'm trying to work God. something nice. out there. I'm uh, This is my first time really talking about it uh, in any kind of public capacity, but I want to really, I want to meet up with Mokuba, well, with, with Tara Jane Sands, who is the voice actress, and I want to have a duel, and I want to do it maybe for charity. I'd like to raise oh, some money yeah. for charity. That'd be awesome. Nice. Yeah, you can, yeah, you can send someone to the Shadow Realm for charity. That shouldn't be a problem. It's a good yeah, cause, right? right? Yeah, yeah. Every time you summon in Pot of Greed, you have to explain it. <laughs> oh, yeah. They, uh, w- that cause ban, Shepard. Was that, was that, was that meme, like, uh, the people not knowing what Pot of Greed does? Was that before, like, the, the more, I, it's like semi-recent episode where you, where, you, where it's Yugi asking, what does Pot of Greed do? Yeah, I feel like I shouldn't have, have acknowledged it, honestly, because, uh, that, that meme isn't really mine. Uh, I was trying to make a reference to the meme without directly just putting the meme in my episode, but I Where's believe the meme that meme. From? Hmm? Where's the meme? When? Where is that from? It's just from the Yu-Gi-Oh community in general, and, and the internet. They I believe. It, yeah. yeah, they explain it over and over again, and it's the most the most overused card because whenever a ri- I, I feel like whenever they write themselves into a corner, they can just part have the greed. character use part of greed and then just have two extra cards that helps them get out of uh, the corner that they've written themselves into. So it gets mm. explained a lot, and people are kind of sick of hearing it get explained. So anytime it pops up, people are like, "Lol, what does that do?" Uh, and I was trying to make an allusion to it, and I feel like some people got the wrong end of the stick and assumed that it was my joke. So now there are people out there that think I invented that meme. In all, in all gonna... fairness, the, the the delivery of it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah it's got, it, and at that point it would have been like an elephant in the room to not bring it up. Exactly. That's sort of why I felt I should like throw it in there since, you know, if people, if I didn't use it, people would be like, why didn't you use it? So now I'm like, at least now I used it and people aren't waiting for it to happen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, so so you're going to, you're actually going to like duel against the voice actors from Mokuba? That's it's not cool. set in stone. It's not okay. set in stone. Okay. But I'd like it to happen. I definitely would like it to happen in some shape or form, and I'd like it to be for charity if, if yeah. we can make that happen. Because uh, 
I think there'd be uh, enough eyes on us doing that that people would be uh, hopefully motivated to give to a good cause. And the cause that I'm leaning towards is uh, the relief effort for these uh, California fires that are ongoing because I think a lot of people are going to need a lot of help. Oh yeah, absolutely. That that's a that's a pretty that's pretty cool. Yeah, that they could do it like um. Do, do they do that? I think the actual voice actors have done something like that as well. They did. Yeah, like- they do. Uh, they do the in-person duels where at the uh, the regionals uh, sponsored by Konami, they'll have the the voice actors come out and they'll have the screen up and people will be playing the game and the voice actors will do the lines over it. Yeah. Hold nice. on, Yugi. Yeah. <laughs> that fucking. I I showed my friend who's never had any experience with Yu-Gi-Oh at all. Um, that one bit where it's fucking Yugi and Kaiba and they're trying to destroy each other's god cards for like 15 minutes, just going mm-hmm. back and forth. And he just said, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. They say, hold on, how many times in that one fight? It's amazing. It's really interesting trying to sit down and watch Yu-Gi-Oh! with people who have never watched Yu-Gi-Oh! Because uh, some, like, sometimes I'd watch it with my friends who... Who knew of my my abridged series, but they'd never really watched an episode of the show uh, without uh, in its in entirety. Uh, and I would sit and watch it with them, and and like fifteen minutes into one of the card games, they'd turn to me and be like, "Is this all this is? Is it just gonna be <laughs> them taking turns and playing cards like this?" And I'd be like, "Yep." And they'd be like, "How do you like this?" But I feel like it's it's an acquired taste. I think it's I think it's like mostly because of how silly it is. Cause it's like when you when you boil it down, you know, it is literally like adults playing children's card games for the fate of the world, and that's fate just that's just the silliest thing I, you can think of, really. <laughs> I do like that it's this very over the top thing that the the show treats very seriously. Yes, but if you watch it, knowing that it's knowing the premise that it is card games to save the world. It's very entertaining. I think oh, yeah. you have to sort of yeah. you have to realize the uh, the disconnect between the way the show presents itself and the fact that it is this really silly premise. Like Kaiba was willing to kill himself over a card game. He was he was standing on the ledge. Like if you hit me, Yugi, it's over <laughs> for a card game. It's just that's Are just so holograms, silly. So why would it hurt them? Yeah, the, the series is very back and forth on exactly how the physics work with those cards. I understand I, it with the god cards because they're like above yeah. everything else. Like if There's the god a magic cards, to yeah. them. Yeah, but like it, it, he was just going to use Celtic Guardian on Blue Eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it was just going to be you like. Know, slash, I think fall. I think Kaiba was more playing mind games. Like in retrospect, I think he knew that he probably wouldn't fall, but he knew the risk was there, and that if Yugi was willing to take that risk, uh, he 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 would. Well, I, I guess he knew that Yugi wouldn't be willing to take that risk. I also I do love that for the rest of the show, Kaiba is really proud of that win too. Yeah, <laughs> he's always yeah. referencing it like the time I beat Yugi, and it's just like you. Just- the whole, you threatened suicide. I was watching. You, you didn't win. I was watching with Twitch chat, and they always called him out on it every time he brought it up. He's just like, "I defeated Yugi," and everyone's just like, "You fucking cheater!" Fuck you. Hey, it's a strategy, man. I finally beat him. It's what a legit do? strategy. I threatened to kill myself until he said I, I would. You win. know what? I bet that's banned at regionals. <laughs> <laughs> if you, if you, if you win, I'll kill myself. What? Yes. Ever since they had the regionals on the top of that castle, yep. they learned. They learned. <laughs> now, here's a here's a game theory for you. The mm. god cards aren't banned, but Pot of Greed is. 
Does that mm. mean that Pot of Greed is more powerful than the God cards? <laughs> um, well, the original God cards are banned, right? Um, I because they had to re-release so. the God cards with new. I think text the anim- I think the anime them. ones are like the, the 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 fucking anime art ones are. I don't think I. Oh. I think the ones like the actually official released ones. I think they're perfectly legal. I have. I went actually. I actually just. I got Slifer in a card pack the other day just by chance. Okay. Um, I have no idea why I was even at a card shop. It was kind of dropped me. Oh. <laughs> and I just, I just got fucking Slifer. Let me read the damn description of this thing. I spilled, Max. I just spilled my Kaiba Corp things all over the place. <laughs> well done. It's not my fault. It's not. Okay, fun. Sparky. I was trying to get my Sky Dragon, Max. Okay. This is a professional podcast. Yeah. It's a very you know you you you'd think. Oh yeah, I got it right here. Yeah, he's got the he's got the same thing. This is the same ah. thing in the show, actually. Okay. He, except for the whole, you know, like doesn't isn't affected by magic and trap cards because that's cheap. So yeah, I, I don't know. I think the god cards aren't banned. Yeah, I guess Pot of Greed is uh, is more powerful than the god cards. There you go. Yeah. Pot of Greed is just had. too much power. <laughs> It's a Deus Ex Machina card. Yeah, too much power. Plus one card advantage. <laughs> Better than ancient Egyptian deities. Yeah. Well, that... According to Yu-Gi-Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Why? Well, I, I just... I never understood why the god cards in that show were held up on such high esteem because they were always getting defeated. Like, <laughs> constantly. Chicken. It was, it was always, like... It, it was so easy to beat them. I actually don't think the god cards were ever the winning factor of any duel in that show. Um. Were they? Hmm. I mean, Kaiba, uh, Kaiba um, used well, a lot of goon there too, but, right? M- right. W- wasn't Bakura killed because of Sutra, Super Mega Ultra Chicken? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah no, Slide for the Sky Dragon. He got he got like knocked out or something. Like he actually. The Wing Dragon of Raw. No, yeah. no, no. Uh, but Yami Bakura. Oh, you're talking about in the duel with Yami Marek. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Well, in uh, the duel with Yami as well, he uh, Yami uses Slifer, and Bakora has to take the blow instead of Ryo because he doesn't want Ryo to get hurt. So, hmm. There's like fifteen. Bakora just gets Bacora. the shit kicked out of him constantly. Bakora is the 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 punching bag of the show. Bakora is <laughs> confusing because you. <laughs> You, you look at there's like fifteen versions of him. There's the old there's one. There's three of them. There's, the, there's Yami. There's the the the, the good one. I, so I think... many echo fighters of Bakora. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so there's... oh. Speaking of that, can we talk about fucking Yugi and Jump Force? Yeah. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I can't believe that's real. Yugi's gonna fight Goku. I'm so what? happy. I'm so happy because Frieza and Yugi are in it, which means I can main two of my characters from the Bridge series. <laughs> Who will win? Frieza versus Yugi. Find out. Um, that's yeah. I wish Kaiba was in it though. Yeah, Frieza I'm going Kaiba. to blow your planet up. Will I draw Pot of Greed, which allows me to draw two more planets? <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that. Pot of Greed is bad. Oh, and this bitch. <laughs> that wasn't that was didn't you didn't you go on uh, uh Team Four Star uh for the fucking uh, the Cell Games. I sell games and Yugi got mad because everything he uses is banned. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can't take credit for that. That was Team Four Star. They did an amazing job with that. But it was it was a huge honor to be part of it. That was a that's my favorite of the Cell Games like uh, spinoffs. That that and the the One Punch Man episode. I love those. Oh two. yeah, oh good stuff. 
Oh, which one was the one where um, Cell at the end is like, oh, this is the Pokemon one, where Mewtwo flies over and, is, and Cell's just like, is that fucking Frieza? <laughs> <laughs> God, that shit. That Cell is like so good. Like, that's another thing, is I think a lot of people with the Dragon Ball confuse Cell with the, the abridged one as well in that. Oh, yeah? Okay, random yeah. question. Did anybody else think Frieza was a girl? No. Because I thought Frieza was a girl for the longest time. Is it because the lipstick? I the lipstick, the eyes. Linda Young voiced Frieza in the English dub back in the day as well. Ah, so it was. Yeah. It was. I just thought Frieza was a girl. That's understandable. Yeah, it's an understandable. Uh, it's an alien as well, so you never know. Alien yeah. anime, lot of feminine features. A lot of those characters in um, Dragon Ball Z Kai, I thought were like girls. How would Kaiba fucking deal with any of that stuff, though? And that, and like, I'm actually kind of a little bit disappointed with Jump Force, just a tiny bit, that it's just Dark Magician and Dark Magician Girl and Slifer. I was kind of hoping, like, each attack, like, like in uh, in Smash Bros, I know they have characters that are like that, where, like... Yeah, how dare they not bring back Beaver Warrior? Uh, no, <laughs> no, I mean, like, I mean, I'm, it's, it's awesome that he's in there, but I, I was, like... Just a little bit hoping that each attack would be like a separate monster. Like, oh, the the heavy punch is Dark Magician or something like You know what I mean? I get you. I mean, I, I'll be honest. I'm not really a fighting game person, so I'm I'm grateful for anything Yu-Gi-Oh in there. But uh, I'm, I'm also glad that he's in it, period, because oh, yeah, same. he's not been in a lot of those jump uh, fighting games. He's been in like one of them before, like the handheld one. Yeah. So it's nice to see him in there. And... and I know it, it is a shame that he's only got like a couple of cards, but they are his trademark cards. Yeah. So I, and maybe maybe they'll throw Kaiba in there as well. I don't what know. If, if they had if they had Kaiba as DLC, it's fucking yeah, you should have an ability where if if uh, Yugi dies, you can just throw away Karibo card. <laughs> It'd be fine. <laughs> there was that that, that like... one that one duel against Raphael is so funny to me because he's taught, he's like. For some reason, sacrificing is now immoral, but he throws away Karibo in almost every fight. (laughs) (laughs) But now it's bad. For some reason. You sacrificed all your monsters. How do you feel about it? You don't respect your monsters, Yugi. Yeah, I feel like there's always a a moral of the week in Yu-Gi-Oh! That that sometimes flies in the face of things that have happened before. Mm. Like that panic duel in uh, Season 1 where Panic is, like, bullying people into giving them his cards. It's like, well, Yami, you you tortured people with, like, psychotic <laughs> delusions that caused them to go insane. Oh, yeah. You're, uh, you're a bit you of a bully as well. And, and then he literally <laughs> sent him fire. to an eternal plane of suffering immediately right. after the duel. That's I think right. that's a bit worse than stealing some children's trading cards. Yeah, the, the morality <laughs> in Yu-Gi-Oh! fluctuates a lot. If hey, think, Yami's in the clear. He's the main character. If you think about it, it like I know they made the, they made up the Shadow Realm to get around the sense like death. But in the mm. way, Shadow Realm's worse. Worse. Because that's hell. Yeah. It's it it's literally way worse. An, an eternal plane of suffering versus, you know, ambiguous death. Yeah, it's really weird how magic seems to be the the easy way out of acknowledging these real, like, genuine or things that could happen. What's that? Or yeah, fingers when, whenever there's a gun. Oh, the guns, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it looks cool when Pegasus is not reacting to uh, Bandit Keith when he's got a gun to his head, but when he's pointing a finger, it's just like, well, I'd probably f- react the same way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like mild okay. confusion. 
Ooh, that's a nice finger. Did you? When I don't remember in in the in your dub, did uh, did you use the clip of him with the gun or him with his fingers out? I don't think I had access to the gun clip at the time, so yeah, oh. I don't I don't even think I even see. Here's the thing. That was one of the episodes that I kind of rushed through in the uh, the Duelist Kingdom finals uh-huh. because I did the card game channel episode where I combined the Mai versus Yugi, uh, the uh, the Joey versus Bandit Keith, and then the Joey versus Yugi duel. And I mm. wish I hadn't done that. I really wish that I'd given some time to actually uh, going through the entire duel and trying to make it funny. And I when I got to Battle City and I did the finals for there, I I specifically set out to not skip through any of the duels and actually let them play out as they happen because I really feel like I shortchanged a lot of people with those duels just to get through the final uh, the final duels of the season. So uh, I'm glad I got a second chance to, but I do look back and and feel bad for not using for not for not taking advantage of a lot of the footage that was available because it would have been fun to see Bandit Keith point a gun at Pegasus and see how he would react. <laughs> yeah, I, I always. Uh... I, I like the I honestly think it's funnier that they don't have guns. Yeah. It's, it's it's just it's just hilarious that he's pointing his finger at him and expecting him to be scared. I'm gonna yeah. put my finger at you while I'm gonna jump out a window. Well, well, well when I was little and I watched that scene, I was like, Oh, the the, the the men in suits are gonna beat him up, that's why he ran away. So it made sense back yeah. then. But now it's like well, Kaiba's, Kaiba's also some sort of martial arts master that just a simple throw of Joey to the ground knocks him out and a- makes Bakura ask him to check, check his, his pulse. pulse. <laughs> oh my god. Check his pulse, check his Yugi. Pulse. <laughs> I love that line because it's uh, the reason he says that is because there's a commercial break in between Kaiba throwing Joey and Bakura reacting. So before the commercial, Bakura says something completely different. But Yu-Gi-Oh! back in the day, I don't know why they did this, and they did this throughout the series, uh, they would have, after the commercials, they would have the same scene play out with different dialogue. I know, it's to, just like yeah. more work. I remember that. Yeah. It's more work, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> it's more work, but I mean, that, that's not really... I, I think they mostly did that so that it was easier to follow uh, for people who had just tuned in. Uh, they they would give you a general idea of what had just happened because I'll be honest with card games it is sort of hard to pick up on exactly what's going on when you just jump right back in from a commercial mm. but sometimes it presented a lot of strange situations such as the Bakora check his pulse Yugi line because it just seemed so anachronistic and and bizarre for him to say that after <laughs> Joey fell down you know <laughs> in all fairness in all fairness you know he he probably did bang his head on the last brain cell he had left. Poor oh Joey. man, what you got? Why are you talking about there, man? <laughs> Poor Joey. I still don't get why how Kaiba got him into a fucking dog suit. Joey, Joey takes a game that is already like fifty percent RNG and makes it even more RNG. <laughs> it's true. He he. I think that honestly, that's a genius move by the writers because depending on how they're feeling that day, they can make him good or bad. And just just yeah. because of just like eh, I think. Uh, I think he's gonna land on no on Time Wizard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, poor Joey. Um, are there any like things you wish you could have done better aside from the you know the gun bit with the the abridged series? Oh, a lot of stuff. It, 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 we'd be here all day if I was gonna <laughs> list all the things I could have done a better job with. Uh, I mean, certainly the editing. But as far as like r- jokes in general. 
that I wish I could revisit or change. I mean, there's a, there's a lot back in the early episodes. Uh, I mean, I don't know. It, it, it's really hard for me to, to pinpoint any one thing. I just wish that I had... I honestly wish that I had done, hadn't done so much internet humor somewhere around like the... Between episode 22 and like 34, I feel like I sort of went on a kick where I was like, well, if I just reference internet stuff, I, I can get through this. Uh, because, I don't know, after a while it, it became very hard for me to write jokes about two people playing card games. Because <laughs> uh, it always felt like the same scenario. It's like, what if every sketch in a sitcom began and ended the same way because that's how you, almost how, how, you, how, how do you think the writers of the actual show fell <laughs> exactly um, i don't know how they did it honestly uh, that, that, that seems like it'd be hard to write for in, in a lot of ways yeah. your, because you'd have to your... have lay out all the cards for each people like I, i'm assuming like the writer's room in my head is like they lay out all the cards and like how could this work you know yeah yeah it's hard to say um, it's hard to say how they do it what was your favorite episode to write for like your favorite episode like I've had yeah, a lot of favorites? fun a lot of fun with the last couple of episodes actually. The 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 one I just released a couple of months back, uh the penultimate episode season four, I, I'm very proud of that one. Uh first of all, oh, it's yeah. the longest episode I've written uh and made. And it's almost I think it's thirty minutes long almost. And I feel like it holds like up just fine. Twenty seven? Yeah, I think it's like twenty seven. I just watched it today. Gotcha, gotcha. Well yeah, it's around twenty seven to thirty minutes. Uh and I feel like it holds up just fine. And there was a time when I was very reluctant to write anything longer than like six minutes because I felt like it would be it would be uh, boring after a while. Uh, but the fact that I felt capable of of making an episode that, that was that length, uh, that had a lot of emotional content in it, there was a mm. lot of like really personal, serious stuff in there uh, toward the end of the episode, and I felt like it fit just fine. And there was there was a long time where i just didn't think any would have one anyone would have accepted that uh but i think i i managed to get there i managed to get to a point where as a creator and in relation to my audience i felt confident that 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 would work and that the people would be okay with it yeah. and and it, it, it seems to fit and it seems to have worked really well and i just thought it was a really funny episode as well yeah uh that one i'm a big fan of the uh the kaiba versus yami battle city finals episode mostly because yeah <laughs> that's one of those episodes that gets quoted way more than i expected uh but i I'm, I'm a fan of that one because kaiba and yami have dueled several times and after a while you'd think that their chemistry would just wear off but i, fe I felt that that was a very strong example of them playing off of each other and I felt like it was a good send-off because up at that up until that point, I believed that that was the last time I would ever have those two guys duel. But now because Dark Side of Dimensions has come out, there's going to be another one. So, uh, well, it wasn't Yami, and that's true. That's true. There is that one little the little tease at the end, though. Oh no, no, no! Wait, they they do duel, but it's a hologram. It, that's it's right. A... That's right. Oh, yeah. I, I also I like that they perfectly use coiffed hair. The Halo Wraith noise every time they draw a card in that movie is that right yeah no it, i i don't know why i noticed it but it's the <laughs> it's actually the halo wraith noise and I, I made a little video let me see if i can find it <laughs> that's crazy but yeah uh do, do you like um censor it now or was it always censored? i i just noticed the beep the bleeps is it because they like youtube's new system 
No, 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 I've always censored Yu-Gi-Oh! abridged to an extent. Uh, okay. There are some words I let through. In fact, if you go back and rewatch the first episode of Yu-Gi-Oh! abridged, like, and it's completely uncut and unedited and badly edited format, uh, when Yami says, seriously, you've got to be bleeping kidding me, the uh. bleep sound, because I was such a bad editor at the time, I didn't know how to get the, the traditional censor sound effect, so I just said, beep! <laughs> and I left that in. <laughs> oh, wait, I found the video. Oh, I, I found the video. Oh, no, I'm sorry, Max. Uh, no, we'll watch this first. Let's see. Just watch this shit. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> I could not stop hearing it. They did that like 20 times in that movie. And That's all I could nuts. hear is the rave. Yeah, like, I mean, it's the stock library of sound effects, but... Yeah, I'm gonna re retweet <laughs> that. Ooh. Oh, um. Okay, yeah, you you go ahead, Max. So I was gonna ask quick. Hmm. Is there a story behind where the um fuck sensor for Marit comes from? Oh, <laughs> uh, originally, uh, when I was thinking of making Marik, uh, well, when I was thinking of writing the character of Marik, I wanted him to be inspired by. A character from this Adult Swim show, a very short-lived Adult Swim show, called Perfect Hair Forever, and the character was the the villain from that show called Quafio, uh, but I couldn't do a good Quafio voice. Quafio. Uh, yeah, and he uh, he had that sensor effect. Whenever he would swear, he would go if, uh, and, <laughs> and I liked that sound and I liked the character, uh, but then I realized while writing Marek, I couldn't I couldn't do the voice, but I still wanted to use the sensor effect. <laughs> uh, I ultimately ended up using the Quafio voice for darts, but that isn't me doing it. That's Takahata 101, uh, because he does a, a tremendous Quafio voice. So I ended up uh, still using the, the character idea for a different character. Uh, but Marek, I, I ended up just sort of making a, a, a more uh, exaggerated version of what's in the original dub, uh, but made him a sort of man-child, sort of a goofy <laughs> man-child. What a lovely day. Yes. Like Take that back, you fiend. I uh, watching the I, I love that that's like an actual line is he's just like what a lovely day. And and the whole chat during Twitch chat was just <laughs> Take that back. Brilliant. Oh yeah, the Twitch chat honestly, the Twitch chat might have been the most fun I've had with Yu-Gi-Oh in years. Just seeing <laughs> seeing everybody like react overly dramatically to the scenes like like you like Kaiba throwing Joey on the floor, everyone would be in tears, writing F in the <laughs> chat. Like, no, Joey! <laughs> Pay respect it's to all, Joey. It's always it's always great seeing people scream whenever something like Monster Reborn or Cards of Sanctity oh, yeah. gets um, activated. Everyone's like, banned, broken, <laughs> top decked. Top deck. Yeah, that, that, it's just something, it's just like fun to watch that in a huge group of like 20,000 people all thinking oh, the same man. thoughts. I wish I'd been able to watch the whole thing. Ah, oh, they should do it again sometime. Oh, dude, they should do the Pyramid of Light. Uh, they should yeah. stream that. They should yeah, that's a great idea. Yo, hit up Twitch. Definitely. That that I'd love to see. I remember as a kid. Oh my god, I was obsessed with that movie. I have, I got, I still have my Blue Eyes Shining, which is a shit card. I have <laughs> it in a, I have it in a little case for some nice. reason. I mean, it's a treasured memory. It is a treasured memory. It's still a shit card. No. <laughs> 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 I, just, I remember that movie. One of my memories weird. with Yu-Gi-Oh! was me trying to convince my mom that no, it's not the devil, mom. Well, they're just is. cards. It kind of is, though. <laughs> She's like, they're little, they're literally so 
becoming gods. I'm like, Mom, it's a TV show. It's a children's card game. Let me watch it. <laughs> they, they, they were selling God. That's true. Well, then again, so is the church. So, hmm. yeah. Which which, which is the greater which is the greater evil? <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh or the church? <laughs> the two greatest <laughs> rivals in history. <laughs> Did you ever see the thing where it was like someone um during the Pokemon Go craze of 2016 they uh the Westboro Baptist Church was a fucking Pokemon Go stop and someone kept Oh putting, my god. Someone yeah, someone someone kept putting like I don't remember like the closest to a religious Pokemon or something up on the thing. No no no, it, it was like a Wigglytuff and it was called Love Wins. It was oh my god. Really. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny to me. I love that. Um, I made a, another thing that, that, I don't know, blew up a little bit. I was wondering if you'd seen this at any point somewhere. Because I I know a bunch of people had seen this. No, I haven't seen this. (laughs) I I, I fucking spent 20 bucks to get that model rigged and everything. (laughs) (laughs) I was so proud of this image for so long. Money well spent. (laughs) I got it to do this. (laughs) Welcome to the Shadow Realm, Jimbo. (laughs) <laughs> did you ever watch did you ever watch jimmy neutron i mean i've seen it on tv i haven't like sat down and watched it but mm. I've, i'm 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 familiar with it yet do you could do you think you could do a hugh neutron impression i'll be honest the, the <laughs> voice is, escapes me <laughs> right oh. now oh, all right sorry then. man that's all right all right um we, we're, we're getting around an, uh a little bit past an hour uh we should Wait, ask some i have a question closing questions it's, it's a series i like to watch are you ever gonna finish the the vampire masquerade, bloodline masquerade thing, or nah? Oh, definitely. I would definitely like to come back to that and finish it off. It's just one of those things where I've got so many side projects, like the the capsule monsters in season zero. It's just I'd like to really focus on Yu-Gi-Oh! Abridged and the main series right now and get that done and close the book on it, uh, just so that I can say I finished it, and uh, then I will go on and and work on a lot of the side projects and keep those going. But uh, it definitely I just love Merricks and Bakora's banter. Their their banter is so good. It's like we'll put They're down the ca- not even reading the book. What? Yes, I am. Put down the m- Count of Monte Cristo and answer the mount the Count Mount, mount, mount of Monte Cristo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I watched that so much. Well, thanks for watching it. Uh, yeah. Max, you got any closing questions? Um, yeah, you've en- you've endured with us spouting catchphrases at you this whole time. But are there any um quotes? Do you know any of our catchphrases? At- <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I don't know your catchphrases. Damn shame. <laughs> are there any um catchphrases from the show or quotes from the show which um, you keep hearing at conventions? Just like oh no, oh, not this again. Screw not really. Similar to like how <laughs> screw the rules. I think probably. Mega sixty four. I was gonna say Mega Sixty Four are absolutely tired um, he- of hearing "Oh, what you're buying" every time. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll be honest. Like, I'm more tired of hearing Team Four Star quotes. To be honest, because I'm like, I'm, <laughs> I'm not. I, I'm not Team Four Star. Like, sometimes I'll find myself surrounded by like half a dozen people who are just yelling at me in Ghost Napper voice. And I'm like that. Okay, <laughs> it's just most mostly I'm annoyed by that because it's so loud. But uh, but as for my quotes, uh, like people saying them at me, like they're just enthusiastic. They're just they're expressing their enthusiasm and their passion and and their excitement. And while I may hear it many times, it's probably the first time that they've had the opportunity to say it. 
in most of those cases. So I, I don't hold it against them, and I don't get that annoyed. I'm, I'm perfectly happy because I put myself in that, in that situation. You know, if I go to a convention, yeah. of course people are going to show up and like start sharing the quotes and and getting excited. And I, I, it would be wrong of me to be like to begrudge them that. Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. That's fantastic. I have, oh. I have, a, I have a question. Did you ever yeah. actually own one of those fucking dual discs back in the day, like the original ones? The well, ones... I, yeah, I, I never bought. I never went out and physically bought a dual disc, but I was given a lot of dual discs over the years. Uh, Be by careful! Man. Those are weapons. Be careful yeah. those things. They're dangerous. <laughs> They've got very sharp edges sometimes, and they close uh, so hard. Yeah, that the, the certainly the the ones that you can actually like they have the motion and everything. Uh-huh. It's crazy. I, it was it was interesting. I one time I got a a dual disc from somebody. It was like the fifth time somebody had given me a dual disc. And in the little slot where you put like the, I, I don't know if you you put the the field spec field spell cards or something. But there's dried like a little slot. Huh? There's dried blood. Dried blood. <laughs> I, no, not not quite. Uh, but they put like their phone number in there, which I thought was really cool. <laughs> <laughs> I thought great. that was a sweet way of doing that. And uh, never ever put any of your cards in those damn things as well. No, they will. If you've ever seen a card with a, a, a twisted up and fucked up edges, it's probably because of a dual disc. Those uh... things, dis- those things devalued the card game so much because of all the destruction they caused. Oh, the it's... great dual disc purge of two thousand. Oh yeah, that's that. You know what? It's a brilliant move on Konami. They're they're upping scarcity of them, like the mint condition ones, because they keep damaging the existing <laughs> ones. Um, Think too small. But, but yeah, we're about an hour, and if uh, you guys um, are all set, we can you know uh, sign off here. Uh, thank you for coming on, Martin. No uh, worries. It's, it was it's, really fun. It's really cool to have you uh, come on and grace our humble little podcast with your presence. <laughs> Oh, it was, it was uh, a really just, wonderful, wonderful little conversation. I really appreciated the the yeah. opportunity to talk to you guys. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah. Could I, I have a little request? Actually, could you Yeesh. sign us up? Could you sign us out as Kaiba? <laughs> and it's the the Autism Podcast. Is that yeah. the, the name? Yeah. Okay. Hey there, dweebs! You're listening to the Autism Podcast. Screw the rules. I was a guest.